Happy New Year's! Hello, everybody. It's uh, it's your old friend. It's your old butler pal. It's Chappie, and it's Keep Calm and Cauliflower Cheese 2021. And it's uh, glorious to be here. I survived the Christmas indulgence. I did. Um, I did have some turkey. Um, I'm sort of turkeyed out now, to be honest. Uh, but I did have a, a, ro- a roast duck breast as well, which was absolutely delicious uh the dogs did get the scraps the dogs did love the crispy duck breast um as did i um and i've been making sort of turkey things ever since uh, a turkey curry um i i made that i've made uh, turkey and cheese uh, toasted sandwiches i uh, made a turkey pie uh, with leeks um it, it, i i mean i'm turkeyed out i'm, I'm sort of gobbled out so to speak I don't want to see a, uh, a heavy-breasted turkey now for probably six months. And I think I'm going to have pizza tonight. And then, after that, uh, maybe just a, a, you know, a, sal- a salad diet for the next millennia. Trying to get off all the limp balls. Because I now actually have a waistline um, overhanging, uh, overhanging the trouser belt made entirely of lint balls and mince pies it, it, it's sort of seasoned I, I would imagine in brandy um, and uh, a melty chocolate that's what I that's what indeed what I have as, uh, as my waistline now um, then I realized that I haven't got a new calendar um, so I'm sort of, I didn't want to recycle 2020 uh, because I thought that may be uh, the kiss of death we do not want to reintroduce 2020 we don't want a Groundhog Day, uh, a 2020 sort of revisiting us like uh, the ghosts of Christmas past, present and future. So I, I've got the beginning of the calendar and it's sort of notable dates and there's a basic 2021 calendar. But I've got none of the beautiful watercolours on there um, that I do like to see of the, of the North Norfolk coast in front of me. I, I hope you had a good, uh, a good Christmas and a very, very happy, pleasant new year. Um, and it's uh, it's joyous to be here again um, as we uh, as we get the penny farthing going again, get our leads pedalling into the new year here, and uh, and see what it brings us, see what uh, new hope and aspirations it brings us, and what sort of nonsense uh, that we have coming away here on the Keep Calm and Cauliflower Cheese, which is episode forty nine. Now people are asking, hey Chappie, are you going to have a celebratory fiftieth? I, I don't think so. Um, because the cases are down here in Colorado of COVID, but we cannot have a big party um, for our 50th edition of, uh, of the podcast. So we have to get a little bit creative, but please, no more Zooming. Okay, so Big Ben had some significance it's actually being repaired at the moment i don't know if anybody knows it's sort of 200 years uh, out of date and needs repair much does the house of commons at the moment where they're living in a sewage system built in victorian times um so not even the world's largest plunger can help that situation uh but the talk of talking of the world's largest plunger um brexit finally went through as well um and, and many are happy to get back their british cheese making processes uh, many are happy not to have uh, 
perfectly straight bananas anymore. They can go back to the uh, curved banana, which many people seem more comfortable with, I suppose. Um, but uh, but that, that's what's happened. Brexit's been pushed through. The vote, the Democratic vote uh, from two years ago, and it finally went through. And um, our uh, European cousins are going to probably hate us even more. Um, and um, we'll probably be even more uh, English when we go abroad and have our Union Jack budgie smugglers on and uh, who knows what else, uh, probably knotted handkerchiefs and uh, having a full English breakfast on the uh, French Riviera and, uh, and in, uh, in, the, in, in South Spain as well. Um, so let's get into the meat and drink of the podcast today of some of the things we may or may not be talking about today on keep calm and cauliflower cheese my dear old good acquaintance must not be forgotten so um we, we've got a uh, historical tinder competition we have an enigmatic english eccentric uh, the first glimpse of the fab new Beatles footage in Sir Peter Jackson's documentary. Um, what is possibly the worst safe word for Americans? Uh, we're going to be examining that. Uh, will we be looking at the battery daddy? You know, a little bit too much time on my hands and a lot of info commercials. But hey, ladies and gentlemen, the battery daddy was introduced to me um, over the course of the Christmas period. And it's something I think I do need uh, very importantly. Um, over the course uh, of the next year. I do need myself a battery daddy. I do need to probably mould myself in some of that uh, uh, slime uh, that you can actually remove all dirt with. You cover your whole car in this slime and it picks up all the dirt. You could cover yourself in in this slime probably and have uh, safe relations with people. Um, It's getting it off, I suppose, and maybe you'd stick together forever and never be able to peel each other apart if you were using this uh, this slime as um, a way of cleansing oneself. Um, also, the ritual bath in the time of Jesus found at Gethsemane. Um, a Nemo Christmas video helps Macron find a way back into the nation's heart. We also have a little bit of Trump or trombone uh, reintroducing itself into this uh, the heady days of the new year here. Um, so we'll see uh, what that uh, that brings us. Some hangover cures as well. Some Victorian parlour games to entertain you through the course of the last uh, few days of the festive period as well. Uh, but you're very welcome. Um, as I said, uh, any ideas on our little celebratory 50th anniversary uh, edition uh, coming along next week, let me know. Answers on a postcard to Chappie Towers, as always. And I wish to you and yours a very, very happy new year, 2021. Uh, let's hope we can uh, have a little bit more cheeky frivolity um, and, uh, and, and maybe hug each other this year, potentially. Uh, that would be rather nice. Um, maybe we've been avoiding people we don't want to hug for a year. Uh, so that's, that's also rather nice. But uh, settle down. Um, I don't know if you've got a possibly new beanbag or something for Christmas. But raise or lower your uh, posterior into the beanbag. Make yourself comfortable. uh, Crush those beans for the next hour. And enjoy Keep Calm and Cauliflower Cheese. 
So we've seen the first glimpse of the fab new Beatles footage in Sir Peter Jackson's documentary. Uh, Paul McCartney is singing into a screwdriver handle, Ringo Starr doing star jumps, John Lennon waltzing into the studio, we're shedding his fur coat whilst clutching a cup of tea. There is, in the words of the filmmaker Sir Peter Jackson, some really great stuff. Beatles fans have been given an early uh, Christmas present um, with a glimpse of the unseen footage that forms the basis of uh, Jackson's documentary. The Beatles Get Back draws 56 hours of behind-the-scenes video of the band's 1969 recording Let It Be recording session, which has never been shown to the public. The sessions have gone down in folklore as fractious, a harbinger of the group's breakup a year later. Biographers have uh, recounted how Lennon and Harrison came to blows amid rows over Lennon's girlfriend, Joker Ono, and Harrison's resentment at being marginalised. The footage released paints a very different picture, showing the band members joking, play-fighting, dancing, and larking their way through rehearsals. At one point, Lennon teases Harrison by setting a newspaper report about his court appearance for assaulting a photographer to reading music uh, music reading out the article verbatim as an introduction to the song. In another clip, McCartney and Lennon feign outrage after their jam is interrupted by the producer. Don't interrupt stars whilst we're recording, says a smiling Lennon. We're bloody stars, you know, bloody cheek. Um, so this looks absolutely fa- fantastic. Uh, the McCartney album was fabulous. Um, the, uh, the, 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 the winter song at the end of the album... Uh, is is amazing and there's an animated version that I do highly recommend but I'm really excited about this uh, Peter Jackson documentary uh, when it comes out uh, Beatlemania and all of that it's uh, it's going to be a it's going to be a rip roaring view I think uh, through the year so once again the social dilemma haunted me over the course of the holidays uh, across Instagram and Twitter and I was introduced to probably the best invention of 2021 uh, the battery daddy um, so I, I don't know if any of you have loose batteries, loose impediments, uh, loose any any sort of loose um, rechargeable battery um, or lithium battery or whatever it is in the drawer. This is basically a container that holds all of your batteries. I mean, right? We all need this, don't we? Um, you've got big batteries, small batteries, some as big as your head, some that could seriously power some pretty ingenious tools that one might want to use at some point um and uh, and, and it, it organizes it tests organizes, and stores about 180 batteries and this is sent to me you know I, I don't know why these people think i need a battery daddy you know do i seem like i have some daddy problems in the battery area i don't know or may, maybe people know that i'm 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 a hoarder and i clutter things and i'm everything's a sort of a little bit of a haphazard mess and a battery daddy might come in handy. Do I use a lot of batteries? Most of my batteries are sort of installed. I don't think I really, maybe remote controls, but some of them are chargeable now. I mean, what is the need for a battery daddy in 2021? But anyway, I'm, I'm sold. I think I'm going to go out and buy a battery daddy. Um, but you know what? Sometimes you buy these things that don't work out. Like the gloves where you cannot use your phone. It says you can use your phone. But gosh darn, by golly, no, you cannot use your phone with these gloves. It doesn't work. I mean, your finger gets stuck along as you're swiping. It's not. A, it's not a good. It's not a good situation. Um, maybe a little bit of sort of lubricant on the finger whilst you're swiping with a glove that doesn't work. Maybe the key. I don't know. I'm going to try this later. It's New Year's Day. There's not a lot going on, so I'm going to uh, try to uh, you know coat my finger in some uh, in maybe a little Vaseline and see if these gloves that did not work, bloody hell, 
did not work uh, when they came through the post and see if uh, see if I can actually get my phone working with the gloves on. That's going to be probably the course of the rest of the day, I suppose, and also preparing all my batteries for the battery daddy. Uh, big controversial news as well coming in. Steakhouse chain Miller and Carter were caught using cheap white fish in lobster meals over Christmas. The chain of steakhouses has become the second na- nationwide restaurant company caught serving lobster dishes using a cheaper whitefish mix. Miller and Carter were found by trading uh, standards offices by using a product with about a third of real lobster in dishes, such as prawn and lobster, uh, lobster cocktail starter, lobster thermidor, grilled half lobster and surf and turf. The frozen lobster sensations product made by King and Prince contains a mix of 35% lobster and 34% white meat, shaped and formed to look like lobster meat. Well, it's not as bad as the people who uh, I think it was in some sort of burger chain in the US decided they would make their patties with rat meat. Uh, something I didn't get round to talking about on the Christmas Eve edition when my daughter was here. She wanted to keep talking about rats, but we didn't have time to talk about the rat meat that we used in burgers. Um, but uh, I think I prefer uh, some sort of nondescript white fish to a patty made out of rat meat. Oops, uh, stop the press, stop the press. We have some breaking news. All right, we've got some news coming in, folks. Right, hot off the press here. It's so hot, I can't touch it. It's like a ride hot poker. Lorry load of strawberries is first casualty of Brexit. It's been four and a half years in the making, a period characterized by animosity, division, and unprecedented political drama. When Brexit Day finally arrived, however, the only real victim was a consignment of Belgian strawberries. Oh dear, despite our apocalyptic visions of traffic chaos at British ports, HGVs flowing freely to and from Dover nearby Channel Tunnel Terminal today, the trading relationship was put to a test. A solitary truckload of strawberries from Belgium appeared to be the first and seemingly only casualty of the dreaded red tape that has threatened to bring the UK trade deal to its knees. Oh, wait for it, wait for it. Yes, and uh, and we do hear that bananas are still straight. Bananas are still straight. They haven't curved yet. We're hoping to see a curved banana in the course of the next week. They were two of 20th century's giants of figurative art. But when Francis Bacon and Alberto Giametti bonded over fish and champagne, one figure preoccupied them, Bacon's lover, George Dyer. A new play based on Bacon's recollections of his meetings with Giametti has highlighted the allure of Dyer, a petty criminal who became the model for many of Bacon's most renowned artworks. According to Michael Pepiat, the Bacon biographer and writer of a new play, Giametti was so taken with Dyer that he told his fellow artists he felt homosexual whenever he was in London but anyway when I saw this article first of all I thought it read bacon lover made Alberto Giametti feel gay when in London so I thought that the idea of maybe extra crispy rather than uh, the, you know fatty bacon uh, made Giametti feel feel gay that is what I want the bacon lover in London so uh, we do have uh, the COVID crisis uh, has uh, brought uh, much despair for a pensioner who has been separated from her pet crow. A Renate showman uh, who lived with Charlie, her pet crow, for seven years, cooking him a soft-boiled egg 
in the morning and stroking his head until he fell asleep. The idyll ended with the district veterinary office in Bad Segberger town in northern Germany uh, receiving a, a, an anonymous tip-off. They informed Mrs. Showman that they had broken wildlife rules and took Charlie away. I've grown so fond of him, they said I'll never get him back. She found Charlie on the street in June 2003 with a, a broken leg and damaged wing. She took him to the vet and brought him home to nurse him back to health. I wonder if uh, I wonder if she feeds Charlie pieces of well, they probably would be a, a, a cannibal, so they wouldn't eat other duck or anything. But my dog George turned his nose up at a piece of roast duck. I mean, what is wrong with this dog's palate? I mean, one of the most fabulous things in the world. But. Uh, but very, you know, very, very sad about the pet crow. And and, and we've got more uh, German news. Uh, German church finally says sorry for um, uh, the bleeding wounded witch burning. The fl- flames of Europeans' persecution of witches blade fiercely in the Bavarian city of Ashtat, where an estimated 400 innocent people were, uh, were tortured for um, consorting with the devil. Um, this is 400 years ago, 400 years in the making here. Um, but the, the thing about the whole ducking of witches is if um, if you, you you had a suspected witch and there's many of them these days most of them on the desperate housewives of, uh, of Philadelphia Utah uh, Miami County uh, where else is there I, I, I don't uh, Malibu Beach probably as well uh, LA um, all of these anyway you could put them on a stool and they would be tried for being witches I think but I mean, you you've got the the situation where, if um if a if if you put the witch on the ducking stool stool and it survived, it was a witch and then killed. If it drowned, it wasn't a witch. So she wasn't a witch. So she survived. So slightly bizarre thinking uh, for of our medieval cousins there, uh, in terms of uh, witch ducking. So has anybody seen the new uh, the new podcast from uh, the uh, Duke and Duchess of, uh, of Sussex? It's uh, it's on Archiewell Audio, and it was a little podcast where they had I think fifty guests appear in the course of half an hour, and uh, Prince Harry was stealing my act, being very self-deprecating it, it seems, and uh, you know his usual self. Um, yes, dear, I'm so terribly sorry. Been a terrible goose, and uh, I, I forgot to press record. Oh, I don't know what I'm, I'm doing here. I'm, uh, do we have any mince pies at Christmas this year? I'm really sick of fish tacos. I don't want any more fish tacos. That'd be terrible. I want a nice coarse pasty, or you know, a, or, or maybe a, 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 a chip butty. A chip butty would be absolutely delicious on New Year's Day. And uh, she was. T- taking control you know i don't think he was allowed near the controls to be honest but uh, we fully support i'm looking forward to many more podcasts from archwell audio and seeing what happens in terms of the sussexes this year will uh, will prince harry be paddled by the queen at some point one one hopes he might be um but anyway we we shall see what uh, what happens in the course of the year in the whole uh, of the royal family debacle there was a channel 4 spoof queen's speech with deepfake technology a virtual version of the queen's jokes about prince andrew's legal difficulties boris johnson's sex life and the tedium of a canadian subject in channel 4's alternative christmas message the spoof speech was created to highlight the danger of deepfake technology 
which can make appear real people as speaking words that never cross their lips. It's a bit like this podcast. This isn't really Chappie talking. The real Chappie's doing ironing, he's starching some collars, and he's braising some beef. But this is a deep fake Chappie. Literally deep and very fake. Uh, The actress uh, Deborah Stevenson plays the synthetic monarch with technical wizardry used to replicate the Queen's facial movements and mouth movements. The four-minute film which will air... Uh, which aired at 3.25 on Christmas Day, was intended to make a serious point about the threat of deep fakes. However, it includes sharper sides that may raise eyebrows. For nearly 70 years, I have kept a tradition of speaking to you at Christmas. But on the BBC, I haven't been able to speak plainly from the heart. So, that's how it started. One thing has sustained many of us is our families, which is why I'm more saddened by the departure of Harry and Meghan. There were few things more hurtful than somebody telling you that they preferred the company of Canadians. And, and much more like that. I, I would go and I, I would go and look at that if I were you. Um, uh, the Queen also reveals a deep penchant for Netflix and Phil uh, with uh, Duke of Edinburgh, um, and uh, and also there was uh, some pretty harsh things to say about uh, Prince Andrew and um, and his shenanigans over the last. Uh, probably 56 years or however old he is. Um, but anyway, check it out. It's an alternative Christmas message from Her Majesty. So there's a fascinating article I read in the London Times over Christmas. We spend our lives staring into sliding doors. It's natural to be preoccupied with the past we didn't travel, but who's to say the destination would have been any better? You can imagine that by now you know where each other's life stories uh, will lead. Uh, but that has uh, started to fascinate. It's how it, we all came to be. In these pandemic months, with more time to think, no kids, no homeschool, uh, and uh, fewer diversions, the extraordinary nature of the ordinary is preoccupied uh, one in a way that it never has before. So why, uh, why are we here, um, and how easily might it have been different, and how might it have happened to us instead? One of us started life maybe in Indiana, or one in Manhattan, barely a mile away from each other, uh, where we always meet. There was nothing remotely inevitable about it, so what else might have been? This is a new thought indeed, uh, as Andrew Miller, the author of a fascinating new book on not being someone else, Tales of Our Unled Lives, um, writes, the thought is so bland that dwelling on it sometimes seems factuous. You're not someone else, that's not that. But in the years of this year of all years, um, when an unknown virus has leapt the species barrier in a far-off place, has upended our lives, it seems a good time to sort out how the three drivers of our lives, contingency, choice, and fate, came together to bring us right here, right now. In the 1998 movie Sliding Doors, accident contingencies seem to take centre stage. The heroine, Helen, is shown to live two different lives depending on whether she manages to get on a train before sliding doors close. If she does, she discovers her feckless cheat of a boyfriend is fragrante, dumps him and takes up with a wonderful new chap. If she doesn't, she takes longer to discover the infidelity and longer to meet the wonderful new chap. In fact, now that I've uh, summarised it, you might have wondered how how much difference the train doors actually made. The film's appeal stems from the fact that we've all at one time or other wondered this. Had it not been for the chance of meeting a glance across a room, you could have easily not walked into a bat coughing in the face of a a susceptible market employee, this job, this spouse, um, the pandemic, uh, you know, if it, taken, if it had taken force or not, uh, and what, what have triggered it, and sometimes uh, what else could have happened. 
Nowhere does it seem more true than we have considered our own existence. Any fertilized egg other than one created by a parent would have produced someone completely different. Had your mum met another chap other than your dad, then whatever else would have resulted, you wouldn't have, and perhaps the path of history would have been very different. But after that, allowing for catastrophe, car crash, and everything else, tsunamis, how important is the role of pure contingency? When we look back at the big turning points of our lives, I'd say more than, uh, more than one incident was down to pure accident. More than 20 years ago, by complete chance, uh, a wonderful colleague overheard uh, me in the office on the phone receiving news that the bank wouldn't offer a bridging loan to allow us to buy a flat we badly wanted. We immediately offered uh, a loan and have been in that flat ever since. One key moment uh, came when the writer of this article was thrown out of Oxford after two terms was a logical consequence of the kind of person I'd become. The other turning point after I made my own choice, even I could barely understand or could hardly foresee what the shunned alternative might have been. In Frost's uh, poem, The Road Not Taken, the author, having made his choice of pass through the wood, how way leads on to way, and that we won't come back to explore the other untaken road, even though he expects it to be. Telling this with a sigh, somewhere ages and ages hence, two roads diverged into a wood, and I, I took the one less travelled by, and that has made all the difference indeed. So, I mean, this is a good reflective moment as we make New Year's resolutions and break them constantly over the course of the coming weeks here. Um, you know, what sort of road, what sort of path could we have taken? And, uh, and we should be happy with the path we have taken um, uh, in the course of our lives to this point. There we have another enigmatic English eccentric. So, Sir John Jack Leslie. Sir Jack Leslie, who died uh, earlier in 2020, uh, became the famous as the Lord of Rave after he developed a love of nightclubs. Jack was a prisoner of war in the Second World War. When hostilities ceased, he returned home to run the ancestral estates in Ireland. However, his journey into sedate old age took an unexpected turn when he visited the local disco near his home and fell in love with EDM. Jack celebrated his 85th birthday in 2001 by traveling to Ibiza, uh, to party at the club's Privilege Club, then the world's biggest nightclub, and was subject to two documentaries about his clubbing exploits. Lord of the Dance and Uncle Jack, the Boom Boom Music, he said of experience, people were worried at first and said these discos might be rough, but they're an absolute opposite. Everybody's so nice to me. The boys kept bringing me pints for some reason. The girls kept telling, uh, taking me out uh, to dance and kissing me. It's wonderful. The people are fantastic, and it seems to amuse them that I'm there. They say they hope that they're like me in 85. One boy threw his arms around my neck and told me I was his idol. A nightclub was named in his honor at Clones County, Monaghan, and there was a Facebook page where the clubbers can share their memories. It's so fun watching people dancing. The music gets into your bones and makes you get up and dance, Jack said. I uh, get up and leap around just as I feel like. Uh, when I hear the boom boom, it electrifies me. I can uh, leap up and down and it's as if my ankles were electrified. You know what? I hope at 85 uh, I could be doing that. Uh, I have a nasty feeling that... Uh, that I probably couldn't do that now, uh, in terms of I mean I'm the the the, the mind's willing, but the, probably the body isn't. Um, but you know I could still flash the glow sticks whenever I have the feeling to. Okay, so we have uh, another session of the highly esteemed uh, headline game Trump or Trombone, and uh, is is the story a Trump or indeed a trombone? 
Um, and that is the, that is the name of the game, uh, ladies and mantelpieces. And uh, so first up on the Oki, we have gold bars discovered in block sewer. Um, two municipal workers struck gold when unblocking a sewer in Brussels and uh, might be entitled to the value of half the trove worth, worth 88,000 uh, uh, euros. The two gold bars were found when the uh, workers uh, pumped in high water pressure to clear a blockage and saw the gleam of treasure. Uh, a couple of nuggets, I guess, in the in the in the sewage there uh, was what was uh, discovered. I really have heard about money growing on trees, but it's ridiculous shitting bricks of gold. Uh, that sounds like bullshit bullion to me. And uh, one of the sort of last festive stories of the season, I suppose. Beer-holding bloke clears snow in his driveway with a flamethrower and epic footage. Timothy Browning enjoyed a beer and a cigar as he melted the thick snow with his flamethrower while his wife uh, videoed the moment and joked uh, he was available for hire. Uh, everybody dreams of a white Christmas, but one man in Kentucky wanted the snow of his driveway in a hurry. The ingenious bloke didn't waste time with a shovel, instead pulled out his trusty flamethrower. Incredible footage shows Timothy Browning from Lexington clearing his driveway style. He smokes a cigar and enjoys a beer as he sprays the flames all over the rapidly melting snow. The cheeky chap wore just a dressing gown and a furry hat for the quirky video shot by his wife. Browning's snow services removal now available, she, uh, she records. Um, well, at least it wasn't a brandy. Uh, he could have cooked his own goose or went up like a Christmas pudding in his flammable Christmas sweater or, uh, or maybe his uh, reindeer underpants with Rudolph's red nose. The Downing Street cat grabs the Brexit limelight with uh, pigeon pounce. Larry the Downing Street cat, always a favourite with camera crews awaiting uh, news from outside the home of the British Prime Minister, found himself captivating the world's media on Monday as they waited in vain for the Brexit breakthrough last week. Uh, but like all the negotiators who had been promising an imminent deal for almost a day, he flattered to deceive as he smoothly stalked a pigeon, pounced on it, and then let it slip away from his grasp. Uh, Larry, the uh, chief mouser in the cabinet office, has been in residence in Downing Street since 2011. He's recruited from Battersea Dogs and Cats Home. Larry spends his days greeting guests to the house, inspecting security defences, and testing uh, antique furniture for the uh, napping quality. So the feline uh, probably does have a greater turn of speed than the top cat in Downing Street, Boris. Uh, but uh, maybe, maybe its stealth and sneakiness makes it more of Dominic Cunning's Machiavellian type of uh, feline cat. And on Christmas Eve, Santa rides elephants to Thai town where, bearing gifts of face masks. Uh, Santa Claus uh, on Christmas Eve gave his sleigh and reindeer a break on uh, as he rode elephants into Thailand during a special Christmas visit aimed at raising awareness about the threat of coronavirus. White bearded handlers in floppy hats and Santa fits sat atop elephants decked out in tinsel and trunk masks in the uh, in the central Provence, uh, distributing uh, protective masks to baskets to still, uh, school children. Uh, they're very funny, they're lovely, I think they're so cute to the elementary students as the masks were handed out. I would be totally on board with this gift exchange if the face mask had a built-in extractor pump in the trunk, uh, but then my daughter probably would call me a dumbo. And Russia's FSB spy agency is facing widespread ridicule after Alexei Navalny, President Putin's domestic uh, foe, duped one of its spies into revealing the sordid details of a botched underwear plot to murder him. Mr. Navalny uh, spent several weeks in a medically induced coma in Germany after collapsing during a flight from Tomsk to, uh, to Moscow in August. 
uh, in Europe where uh, the opposition leader was poisoned by the type of Novichok, the banned Soviet nerve agent. Uh, Mr. Navalny revealed yesterday that he had called a member of the FCB toxins unit uh, who had been uh, behind the attempt to kill him. He introduced himself as Maxim Ustinov, an official at uh, Russia's Security Council, and used software to make it uh, seem as he's calling from the landline at the FCB office. Uh, Konstantin Kretosev, uh, the uh, unsuspecting FCB agent, described how Russian spies had smeared the nerve agent on the inside crotch area of Mr. Navalny's underpants while he is away uh, from his hotel room. He said Mr. Navalny would have died on the plane if he had fell ill and not made an emergency and landing. The FCB operation tried to retrieve the underpants and remove all traces of Novichok um, after Mr. Navani was admitted into hospital. Uh, but uh, apparently they were washed, um, maybe in some OxyClean or something along those lines. Who knows? Uh, but all, all, all I can say to that is it's a Sputnik skid mark. And the Thai King's temptress triggers uh, turmoil with sexually explicit pictures. Uh, pornographic uh, palace intrigue is pummeling Thailand's uh, Playboy King after raunchy nude photos of his mistress released by his enemies. According to the Times, more than a thousand sitting snapshots were taken between 2012-2014 um, by the King uh, and, uh, and his mistress, and they've finally seen the light of day. Many of the photos are nudes and make the latest attack on this hubristic, highly unpopular monarch. Uh, the photo brouhaha is just the latest scandal improving uh, Siniat, who only last year was sprung from jail after she was accused of trying to usurp the Queen. Uh, she was allowed to rejoin his harem and uh, more other military titles returned to uh, her uh, anon. But uh, so, you know, I'm wondering if nudity and these sort of shenanigans are made more difficult because of how hot the Thai pepper is. Um, I mean, you know, the Thai pepper is definitely hotter than jalapeno. Maybe Thai sex is hotter than British sex or American sex. I don't know. But when I ever go to my favorite Thai restaurant, Wild Ginger, I'm told I wouldn't be able to cope with Thai hot. So I guess... Uh, the, uh, the, the American version of hot or the British version of hot is probably rather vanilla and we cannot handle how hot the Thai, uh, the Thai chili pepper is. Okay, so here we go, ladies and mantelpieces. Uh, we are going to be looking at uh, the nation's best hangover cures tried and tested here. Um, so coming in uh, at number 20 we have drinking more why the hair of the dog occupying the bottom slot on this list is not so much of a hangover cure as a hangover delayer uh, number 19 rubbing a slice of lemon under your armpit um, this comes from a friend and uh, comes from the skinny uh, from the traditional hangover uh, Caribbean style before drinking you rub a lemon on your armpit of your drinking arm the arm you hold uh, whilst you drink while this method obviously did not work, it did give uh, the right pit a distinct citrus musk. Number 18, coffee. If you don't drink coffee in the morning, whether hungover or not, you don't feel normal. Pickle juice. Uh, sure, your grandpa is pretty much has the medical authority and acumen of, your, of any average doctor swears by pickle juice and its electrolyte boosting salt. Uh, 16, coconut water. 15, activated charcoal. The uh, science behind using activated charcoal to battle the morning's weird asserts. Um, charcoal will suck the toxins out of your stomach. 14, Alka-Seltzer. 13, Pedialyte or Gatorade, obviously. Advil coming in at number 12, uh, Pop Pickers. Uh, 11, Coca-Cola. 
but after a particularly raucous night, um, I don't know if it's nostalgic filled having Coca-Cola if you've had uh, rum and coke before, uh, but it's a condition, please, placebo effect. We've got puking at number 10. Uh, we've got faux ramon uh, chicken noodle soup at number nine. Uh, food is the best medicine. And it's that chicken broth, that magical chicken broth. Um, number eight, drip drop, drink well. Uh, it's an over-the-counter uh, ha- hangover cure. Seven, we have bacon and egg and cheese sandwich. Six, smoking weed. Five, a shit ton of water. McVitie digestive biscuits, an IV drip. Uh, physical exercise and uh, heal the hangover cure system is the number one reason uh, and one number one method you can cure your uh, your hangover. Um, but uh, I I honestly think a bacon and egg sandwich that's always the way the way forward. Maybe a Gatorade the night before, and then a very runny oak bacon and egg sandwich is an absolute delight the next day and will restore all of your faculties. I tell you one thing that won't restore all of your faculties is probably two of the worst sandwiches I ever seen. It was on Twitter this morning and people actually making this in the UK in a supermarket. You can buy this. You can buy a wait for it lasagna sandwich, which makes me want to uh, puke right here and then uh, and a paella sandwich. I mean, putting like old fish from a paella into a sandwich um sounds like you'll you'll have the turkey trots for the rest of your life probably so are you at a loose end today uh are you nursing a hangover i suggest you play some traditional victorian parlor games so first of all we do have uh blind man's wand this game tests your skills in identification and disguise in this game one player is blindfolded holds up the wand so you have to hold up one's wand and the other and each of the other players holds the other end of the wand one at a time the blind player should identify the person holding the other end the game is a variation of blind man's buff then you have 20 questions victorian version uh, and then in this game one player thinks of a person thing or place and the others try to guess what he thinks by asking questions uh, which one would give an answer to in a form of yes or no uh, then we have the deer stalker in this game there are two players who are blindfolded uh, one is a deer the other the stalker sounds like something you could be arrested for these days the deer and the stalker are taken to opposite ends of a large table by spectators then the game begins when they're directed by the crowd to move around the table the stalker has to catch the deer and the deer uh, should escape from the clutches of the stalker uh, and then you have uh, the uh, Dumbo Crambo. The secret of the, the secret of the game is a secret word. The game is played by two teams. Uh, one of the teams selects a secret word among them, and the other tells the team a word which rhymes with the secret word. The other team has to act out the secret word. And then uh, finally, I have a basket. In this game, uh, players firstly form a circle, and the game begins with one announces, I have a basket. Uh, then the next asks, what's inside of it? Uh, then the next person has to name something that begins with the letter A, and the other has to name a word which begins with the letter B. Uh, a person has to leave the game when he or she cannot think of a word that begins with the letter which falls on their turn. So anyway, it's not too taxing, but uh, play a Victorian parlor game. Uh, this uh, the final day of the holiday season, or one of the final days of the holiday season, and uh, I think you have a right rollicking time. 
Thank you so much for listening to the podcast, the first of the year, January 3rd, 2021. Um, we have our 50th anniversary edition. It feels like we've been going for 50 years, darlings. That's how much effort I put into the podcast. So it's going to be uh, our 50th edition uh, next year. Um, maybe uh, I should do it uh, partly drunk. Um, uh, or who knows what else I'm going to imbibe during the course of that podcast to make it a very memorable edition of the podcast. Uh, but that's Keep Calm and Cauliflower Cheese. Have a happy new year. You have 48 epi- other episodes to listen to. Do them diligently. Pass it on. Like, subscribe. I'm on Keep Cheese Twitter, Keep Calm and Cauliflower Cheese Instagram, across uh, Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, uh, Pandora, all of the platforms here. And we finish with a little uh, New Year's poem. It's called Years. What can be said in New Year's rhymes that has not been said a thousand times? The New Year's come, the old years go. We know, we dream, we dream, we know. We rise up laughing with the light. We lie down weeping with the night. We hug the world until it sings. We curse it then and sigh for wings. We live, we love, we woo, we wed. We wreathe our brides, we sheet our dead. We laugh, we weep, we hope, we fear, and that's the burden of the year. Cheerio for now. I'll talk to you very soon. Chappy out.